Welcome to a special episode of our Rainmaker Multiplier On Demand series brought to you by Clarity to Prosperity. For more information on the Rainmaker Multiplier process and a list of all podcasts in this series, visit claritytoprosperity.com. So glad everyone can join us today. It's a topic uh, I'm very excited about, uh, and I know that, that many of you are as well, uh, based on a lot of the calls that we have through, through Mentor Connect. Uh, especially on that marketing side of uh, getting feedback on your seminars, both in person and virtual, and how do I increase my closing ratio, which is you know directly the, today's topic. Uh, so hopefully everybody has has brought their questions and their notepad to to take note from uh, our our two guests today that have are going to have a lot to share uh, with the group uh, on on this very hot topic that we're going to get into on on improving your seminar closing ratio. So our two guests today, uh, first, Frank Maselli, our seminar guru, uh, Frank with years of experience here, and, and uh, Frank has uh, graciously been a part of our coffee breaks uh, since the beginning here, uh, and, and is also on our Mentor Connect platform. Uh, so thank you, Frank, for being with us, and Tim Kuntz from Vantage Point Financial. Uh, thank you, Tim. Uh, I know we've had discussions uh, on seminars going back months, and I know you guys are having a lot of success there. Uh, so really appreciate you being on today to share your feedback uh, with the rest of the group here. So to, to kind of tee things off, uh, you know, we, we know this is a popular topic. You know, I'm hearing from all of you through the emails, the Mentor Connect calls, the, the events that we're holding at C2P where we're hearing about this. Um, but, but seminars, uh, you know, are popular. They're making the comeback. You know, we, we've gone through COVID and whether it's the virtual and the in-person um, so I'm going to ask our two guests, like, how do you feel? And, and maybe Frank, we start with you. What would you say is kind of the general attitude uh, or appetite for, for workshops right now uh, with advisors and investors alike? Sure, sure. Well, um, the, the, the general appetite amongst advisors is growing substantially. And the general appetite among the investing public is exploding. <laughs> Um, and I think I think in general our industry has been a little slow to catch up, but we're 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 doing a pretty good job. I, I I've been telling people for about two years that we've entered a new golden era of educational workshops. We have about 200 million Americans who need financial guidance, and they're coming out of the woodwork. Uh, it's just amazing what we're seeing out there. The demand is incredible. Not absolutely not just for retirees, which is still the big hunt for most advisors who do workshops, but definitely um, a growing number, a massive number of accumulation investors, uh, the, the Gen Xers and the millennials. So the, the short answer is everything's growing in this space. You couldn't pick a better time to be doing seminars, but that, that also implies that the bar has gone up and, that's, and we've got to talk about that as well, so. Yeah, I, I agree with that actually. We. And around our area, we're just outside of Chicago. We, we had a pretty slow summer of just, you know, people turning up and it, it really changed the way that we had to, um, I don't know, refine the way that we present, uh, provide customer service to really make the most out of who was attending. But as we've been filling courses and workshops for the, the latter part of the year, we're, we're noticing a lot, a lot higher turnouts, which is great. Great. Now for, for both of you too, like with that, and, and we're seeing, I'll also speak on behalf of, of JL Smith, where I'm overseeing the marketing there. And, and I know a lot of you already know this, but I'll repeat it for those that don't. We do a lot of workshops there, both virtual and in person. We have a mix of those. 
Uh, and we saw a little dip at the end of the summer and now it's picking back up. I think, you know, I don't know if it's end of summer vacations, it's just timing, school, things like that. But uh, with that picking back up that you're seeing Frank and you're seeing Tim, are there particular uh, topics of your seminars that you're seeing that are, are more popular than others or is it kind of steady across the board? Uh, I, I think the biggest topics still tend to be retirement oriented. Uh, I, I do a lot of work with White Glove. Their, their most popular topic is, is taxes and retirement. Um, the estate planning is still a big one. But, but we're beginning to see more interest from the audiences about accumulation. And I think that's, that's important. Uh, not everybody in the room is a baby boomer. I mean, boomers, at this point, if you're a baby boomer and you don't have an advisor, then you don't have money. So um, that's sort of a changing demographic for our industry. But, but I think in general, taxes is a big issue. Estate planning continues to be a big issue. Um, those are the two biggest ones I'm seeing. And I think we're going to see a lot of growth in the accumulation stage. I agree, Frank. Um, we've taxes and retirement. Um, we, we do our educational workshops through AFIA. Um, we've also been doing like small intimate group sessions with clients and asking them to bring a friend. And we try to make those ones more timely uh, about accumulation or, you know, fear and uncertainty in the world right now. Um, those like very timely topics, if we've been able to get the presentations out quickly, have had really good turnouts for us and really good bases of referrals. You make a great point, Tim. And one of the things I've been telling advisors as I coach them is whatever subject you're talking about, whatever the title of your seminar is, uh, you must include a discussion about inflation. You've got to include a discussion about the markets because, yeah. you know, these, these people are terrified about what's happening right now. And for you to just get up in front of an audience, we're just going to talk about, you know, estate planning. No, not enough. Absolutely not enough. You've got to be prepared to augment dramatically the workshops yep. that you're doing right now with current events. So very, very good point. Yeah, no. And I'm glad you brought that up too. I don't, I don't mean to kind of plug the C2P side uh, mid seminar. I know we talk about some of these resources at the end, but it's, it's just good timing. You brought that up that uh, if any of you on here have not checked out C2P central, we have a whole presentation library in there with white labeled presentations, advertising copy, you know, anything you need to run on a variety of topics uh, but one of them in there in particular is, is the one we call weathering the storm, where it talks a lot about the current events and how the market can fluctuate, but then ties it back to how the bucket plan philosophy, you know, can help can help you do that weather the storm to mitigate that risk. Um, and, and part of that, Frank, that you said that made reminded me of that is we actually have in there like our job, everyone on here, like is to help them avoid that freak out risk. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of embedded in that presentation. And even if you're using a presentation, maybe that doesn't discuss that, like Frank, like you and Tim just shared, uh, it, it's important to tie that in, you know, whether it's in your slides or you're just discussing that in general, but making sure you're altering that for, for your audience, make it about, make it about them. <laughs> um, for, for both of you and, and whoever wants to start with this, do you see your, your tech techniques, not only for the seminar itself, but the close, like that's what we're all going for. We want people to the seminar and get them to convert. We want them to book that call, whether that's a right fit call or a first appointment. Do you see the approaches different and how so for in-person versus virtual? That's a great question. I, you know, honestly, we, 
we have avoided doing virtual workshops lately. So I, I can't really speak to that. Um, you know, I, I'm not sure, Frank, if, if you've been doing a lot of virtual ones and, and you can speak on the difference, but I could talk about best practices for our, our in-person ones. The, the virtual is huge. Um, and, and I think it's outlasted the COVID pandemic dramatically. I think a lot of advisors have had success and they're realizing that there is a lot of power in virtual uh, but it's a very, very different animal than a live workshop. And, and the closing process, although there are some similarities, we talk a lot about a two-part close, an, uh, an appointment close, and an emotional close. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I lump those together in the title power close. But um, in, in the workshop, what we're seeing tremendous success with is something called the mini consultation, which is called, I call it the baby step. And it's just getting them moving in your direction with a 15-minute phone call as a, as a follow-up to the workshop rather than an in-person one-hour financial physical. And once you get them moving, you're four times more likely to set a face-to-face -face appointment. I mean, the statistics are alarmingly positive in that regard. So virtual, slightly different animal, but the overall um, message behind the closing process is you've got to you've got to hit them in two ways intellectually and then emotionally and we always end on an emotional I mean everything we talk about is emotional so um, we always try to end the seminar on an emotional close very positive very upbeat and leave them feeling great about you and about themselves frankly for coming to the workshop so that's good how, so how are you seeing it then Tim on the in-person side yeah. So, um, I mean, I, I love that you said the intellectual and the emotional that's, that's been a massive focus of ours lately, especially since we're catering so much to retirees, um, you know, just refining our language around how we hit on the emotions, um, you know, making like a, a common enemy out of advisors that don't talk to their clients from the emotional side. Um, you know, it's, it's really important to hit on that. And refining the language to around like, you know, the retirement they deserve and mm -hmm. uh, having, having a relationship with somebody who's going to take a deep dive into their situation outside of just finances. We found this great article. Maybe some of you have seen it. It was in CNBC. Uh, it was about this guy who retired, went through some health issues, and then on retired to start a life coach business. And he surveyed like 15,000 retirees asking them what some of their largest concerns were in retirement. And of the top three concerns, none of them were financial. And it's like living a life of purpose or, you know, will I have dignity in retirement? And we've been, we've been standing so firmly in that article. Like, you know, you're all here because you, you want to leave really important decisions like this to nerds like us and feel really confident that you can just live your retirement and like finding a way to, navigate that language emotionally into the close has been super important. And we don't just save it for the end. Um, we, we kind of like build up that language throughout the presentation and then end on it really hard. Yeah. And Tim, I know, um, you know, we had worked on a, a presentation several months back uh, when you guys were working on one. I don't know if you guys are still using the same imagery and slides on there, but I really liked a lot of, of like what you guys added in throughout that you did a good job of mixing in that side that kind of humanized you guys. And you added that little bit of humor that like yeah. helped relate to your audience and tries to make it not such a, a serious and, you know, especially right now, sometimes a very negative um, topic. It's, oh my gosh, it's so important. Like, I mean, 
Frank, I'm sure you could talk for hours about how to warm up a crowd and, you know, make sure that you have them in a comfortable state of mind. Something that works really well for us. I know a lot of advisors, you know, can't afford to do this and it's more difficult, but having two presenters so that we're, we're switching up the voice, we're, um, we're coming at it from different approaches. As soon as they get sick of hearing my voice and my jokes, they get to hear another presenters like, um, having that dynamic has been really important, I think, for us to be able to loosen people up and implement that humor. Humor is such an, a fascinating concept. And I have to say, I do you know, a lot of coaching one-on-one. I see thousands of videos. That is one of the biggest missing elements in workshops. I mean, none of the people who create these workshops have a sense of humor at all. And obviously, you know, to get them FINRA approved, you can't be putting a lot of funny stuff in there. So that's a big deal. But teaching advisors how to go beyond the script and how to bring warmth and, and, and empathy and particularly humor. Humor's tough, man. And, and humor is not jokes. You, you know, jokes, that's a big category, but humor yeah. is, is something a lot more subtle than jokes. Mm-hmm. And if you're not funny, trying to be funny artificially is very hard. And, and audiences see through that. It's a very uncomfortable moment. But there are still ways to be funny and to have them laughing. And my, my favorite phrase, and I've used this for a thousand years, is if they're not laughing, they're not learning. Mm-hmm. And, and I know that that sounds crazy, but you, you need to have a great time at these workshops. So that's a great topic, Tim. I'm glad you guys imp- employ it so voraciously. That's super. I would also contend that, you know, implementing that humor starts from the minute they walk in the room. It's you know, if, if you have like this cold, silent, you know, dark room that everyone's funneling into and, you know, it's, it's just dry and scary and no one knows what's coming next. It's those, those folks aren't really going to be that inclined to jump to that more humorous side or more open side to really hear what you have to say. Uh, so like, we're, we're really fortunate, you know, the team that joins us at these things do a great job of warming up the audience, you know, humanizing the discussion we're going to have. Um, you know, start interacting with the, the attendees early on. It's super important. That's great. I, I think what you're mentioning there, Tim, is, is just such a great thing to focus on too, is like, we're worried about the conversion at the end of the seminar, but so much of that is before it even starts. Like oh my gosh. Yeah. Before they're coming in the room, or if it is a virtual, how you're warming them up, having dialogue, just like we did here, you know, and this isn't a sales environment. This is a friendly forum here. But that's why we want to get this started, you know, a few minutes beforehand that people can get on and catch up. And and, and it does. It, it brings the human side to it. So I think, you know, Frank, if you have anything to add there, too, on tips for e- even to help warm them up before the seminar, like you said, not not everybody's funny. It doesn't mean starting to tell jokes beforehand, but how you're you're interacting with everybody, uh, whether you're a one person show or have a team that's there, but how to kind of warm everyone up before the seminar even starts. Built on the foundation of the award-winning bucket plan process, Clarity to Prosperity's proven processes, training, and coaching can help you increase your revenue. If you are a growth-minded, independent financial advisor, you qualify for a free copy of the bucket plan book. Go to claritytoprosperity.com forward slash offer to get your free book today. That's claritytoprosperity.com forward slash offer. I, I use a lot of um, uh, a lot of important things in the handout kit 
uh, I always use a handout kit. When they come in, I give them something, a packet of information. There could be some fun stuff in there. I always have music playing in the background, uh, audience appropriate, you know, music to the generation is always a good thing. So if I'm doing retiree seminars, I've got stuff from the, you know, the sixties and seventies and God, the seventies, that's retirees now crazy. Um, but, but, uh, throughout the presentation, the design of the room, um, I use a lot of props and, and you guys are the perfect setup for props. I mean, you talk about the bucket plan. I give out buckets. I actually have bucket plastic buckets and, and people love that kind of stuff. It sounds really corny, but it's not. And you can have a lot of fun and, and just a tremendous amount of joy in the room. The more joy, the better your appointment ratio is going to be. And 60% of the audience, in my experience, decides to work with you within the first five minutes of the workshop. That's and, a great and, statistic. Yeah, yeah, it's just an amazing statistic. And at, at that point, you're just reinforcing what they've picked up very early on, you're going to convert a few more throughout the body of the workshop. But if you wait till the very end to try to close them on an appointment, you've lost them. Yeah, we've, uh, we've actually, it's so great to hear you say you use props and, and try to move around as much as possible. We, we've been kind of going back through all of our presentations and trying to pinpoint areas where, as we're explaining a concept, it can be something that we draw out on like some cardstock or a whiteboard or something. Um, people tend to pay more attention when, when you model something out with your hands or draw it. And I think, you know, people are lying if they don't admit that they're nervous when they give a presentation, e even the people who've been doing it for years. So our instinct is to like do as little as possible and like stay with, you know, color within the lines. But if you can find those opportunities to, you know, act something out or draw it out, that concept will stick with people uh, maybe more so than anything else you talked about. That's beautiful. That, that's such an important point, Tim, because uh, for anyone on here that's watched, uh, Dave Allison has the whole series on our LMS with delivering the bucket plan process virtually that he created during the when the pandemic started back then. And that's he created that going through the bucket plan in one on one meetings during that. But the point of that, which Tim and Frank are bringing to light of is Dave's physically drawing that stuff. He has that separate camera where they see him drawing that out or writing out what's in each bucket. That same thing goes for a seminar. If you can have a whiteboard behind you, and I know I've got my fake uh, coffee background in here, but you know, when you have that whiteboard and can draw that real time and illustrate those points, um, I've seen those in speaking workshops I've done that showing a chart on a slide versus being able to draw that out yourselves. I don't have a statistic. I, I didn't come as prepared as Frank did there. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, the, the power of that to be able to draw that out in real time, it, it sticks with those that are in attendance there. So another thing we've been focusing on in our office is um, how to have people keep their, you know, strategy sessions or right fit calls or, you know, make sure that they actually show up. And we talked a little bit about how, you know, the customer service and, and warming people up and getting them ready to learn starts even before the presentation starts. Um, something we've just tried on for size lately is after the presentation, anybody who signed up for a strategy session or another visit with us, we've been carving out like an hour or two the next day to record personalized videos for every single one of them where we say their name, you know, it's like, uh, Hey Frank, thanks so much for coming to our presentation. It was great to hear a little bit of your story. I know you signed up for a strategy session in two weeks, keep an eye out for some communication from our team. 
you know, they're going to be sending you a concerns and priorities worksheet to fill out in advance. And also, I just want to share with you some best practices beforehand so we can make the most out of our time together. And then, you know, bullet point out just a couple things to think about, say their name as much as possible. Um, and we've, I mean, since we've been doing that, we haven't had anybody not show up for one of those calls or strategy sessions. Wow. 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 Yeah. Nice. That's, that, that is a game changer being able to use those, those videos for anyone that's not doing something like that. Those are like the bomb bomb or vigyards and other software. There's a, there's several of them out there these days that do that. And they're not hard. And I know, you know, some of you I've already spoken with about that. We use those for our team. Mm -hmm. um, there is that, just like giving a seminar, there's that initial fear of recording that video. That's okay. Sign up, send them to your team, send them. Exactly. To, the very first one I ever did, I sent a video to my wife. I don't know that she actually <laughs> opened it, but you know, you, you can send those and practice and it doesn't have to be in real time. And it's okay if they're not perfect. You know, Tim, you said this, like, being not perfect is what humanizes you in that conversation. If you slip up on a word, you don't have to necessarily go back and re-record. I mean, if you goof up your entire thing, you can do it, but they should be short and sweet. That's the other thing is you don't want to get on there and record a five minute video to them. Exactly. It's just a short and sweet message. Yep. We keep it under a minute. It's, you know, very direct and to the point. Um, I even still, I, I probably re-record it like 15 times before I send one out. <laughs> I might even cuss a little bit at the end every time I misspeak, but um, yeah, it's, it's a, it's a great habit to get in the hang of. And now it's become a lot more natural for sure. Tim, I want to get a hold of all of your uh, ones you didn't use and make a montage. Out of those. <laughs> you're you're going to have to pay me a lot of money to see those. <laughs> uh, but it, it, it is good. You know, we have something similar to JL Smith. So we use it as a, as a hook at the end of all of our seminars that when they book that 15 minute call, so we use kind of a hybrid of what you and Frank are sharing, which honestly makes me feel good leaving this call is that we're asking them for that 15 minute, right fit, 15 to 20 minute, right fit call afterwards, but we're providing the bucket plan book for when they book that call with us is that giveaway people like, and people awesome. like free stuff. They like that. Plus it's a value add that ties into the process that they're going to go through. Then after that, then we're doing the bomb bomb video uh, as part of that follow-up. And I think, you know, even leaving this though, I think that there, you know, what one takeaway I could have for our team over at JL Smith is finding ways to interject some of that humor into the bomb bomb videos too, you know, mm -hmm. keep, keep, keep that going on, keep it lighthearted and make them. Cause I, I think that it makes them feel comfortable too. Opinions about taking questions during, after, or not at all. Our, our stance here has been to very early on say questions should be general and you know, write down your specific questions because this is a two-part workshop and you get to come in and spend time pouring over your questions with us. I feel like questions open up an avenue to get way into the weeds. And the less, in our opinion, you can get into the weeds, the better because you're giving them the opportunity to come in to get more information from you. Uh, so if questions are brought up, we, we try to keep them general. And if someone says something really specific, we'll even go as far as saying like, you know, that's a great question and it's beyond the scope of our discussion today. Make sure you write that down and sign up for a strategy session so we can go in depth at it at your, our, our time together. You know, right. one thing I would add to that too, Tim, I always reserve the right, if you're open to questions, to stop questions at any point if we're running behind. So exactly. if you get that crazy kid in the class, 
you know, you could you could control it because you've already set the stage for it. So if you def if you're going to open up the questions, I love opening the questions. I think the interaction makes the seminars more powerful. But you, I open saying the welcome questions, but reserve the right to stop answering them if we're running long. No, that that's a great Q and A. Yeah, Q and A session is. I think one of the most professional things you can do as an expert, if you're up in front of that room, but you're absolutely right. It has to be controlled. Uh, and I, and I lay out the foul poles, Greg, just like you said, I, you know, here are the foul poles, stay on topic, nothing personal. And then I tightly control it. And that's, that is what Tim said. You have to be careful because that's where you get the snipers and the gripers and the, and the nut jobs occasionally. But if you control it tightly, a Q and a session is essential. Do not do a live workshop without a Q&A session of some kind. I would strongly recommend you incorporate that. I would agree. That's great. And, uh, you know, it's good. We got a few more questions in here. The bomb bomb video, is that for all recipients or for people that have done the Q&A? I'll just speak for us right now at JL Smith. We've only done them for the people that book going into the next step, but it does bring up a good point there that you could do it the other way. Um, I guess this ties into last week's topic on coffee break. We actually turn our list of, of people that don't attend over to Gina Pellegrini's team and they handle the calling and the email follow-up for us there to kind of nurture those that don't show up for the seminar. Uh, but if you had the time or the capacity to do this, I think you could use the same kind of script to do those that, that, that we're doing for those that didn't attend. Like, Hey, we know that you probably had a, a need, a question, a pain point that you needed to address, which is why you registered for the seminar, but something came up that you couldn't attend. Would love to address that for you. So you could do that same thing with the bomb bomb video. It's just, that's not something that we're doing there. I don't know, Frank, Tim, if you guys have, have ever done the bomb bombs for the, the non-attendees. We haven't. Um, only people who sign up for that session with us. Uh, and then we we just have a process in our office to diligently follow up with the folks that attended but didn't sign up for a strategy session. Okay. Um, we had another one in here. Uh, any opinions uh, for you guys? And this might be virtual, but it could be either on uh, day of the week or time of the day for webinars. But I think the same could be said for seminars there. Any they've they've worked every day of the week every time of day i mean you know there are certain obvious choices that you don't want to make but yeah they're working like crazy yeah i agree with that and any opinions on on sharing this the chat on screen or not that obviously for a virtual i i don't share chat um, one of the reasons is that a lot of times the virtual is recorded and they're just played back as if it were live. That's one of the benefits of virtual is that you do one great webinar and then you get to reuse the damn thing. So, you know, <laughs> it's right. like residuals on Jerry Seinfeld. He makes more on the residuals. So it's very powerful. And Tim, I know you guys said you're not really doing the virtuals anymore, but when you were doing those, did you do them all recorded or did you do some live as well? We actually did all of them live. Um, okay. Yeah. So we, we had a couple oddball ones we did too. And, you know, we, we just tried to, we had a staff member that was like logged in under an alias fielding a bunch of questions too. And I'm pretty sure we did not share the chat. Uh, I don't think anybody could see that. So it was just our responsibility to shout out the questions. Got it. And we at JL Smith, we do all of ours recorded as well. And we do not share the chat for that because it's not live. And so we don't want those up there. Uh, but if they submit them, we do get them after the fact and make sure we make that as part of our follow-up process. 
Um, want to make sure we get one more uh, with the market outlook being more negative now. How how are you changing or recommending changing how they are advertised? I'm not sure I understand the question. Darn so <laughs> maybe like are we are we putting more like timely language on on the advertisements for the workshops? Um, yeah, I'm wondering if you're changing the taglines or anything like that to reflect what's going on right now. So we've done a couple of uh, dinner seminars this this year for like specifically geared towards women in retirement. And for the advertising we did for those, we did use timely taglines. Um, and the folks who showed up to them, like really hung on to those, those taglines too. Like if it was about, you know, market volatility, they were like, I'm excited to learn today about what the heck is going on in the market. Um, so we, we had a decent experience changing those up and, and the people really did pay attention to them. Yeah, and, and Eric, I'll speak on behalf of JL Smith. We're trying to mix it. Um, the other side is we do a lot of our, we fill ours through ads on Facebook and Google and those algorithms are always changing. So we're always trying different kinds of ad copy to see what works, but we're always trying to work in some kind of, uh, you know, recency event type language, uh, market language into those in, in different ad sets just to try new things. Uh, Cause you're right. That's going to catch their eye versus just, you know, mm -hmm. attend to taxes and retirement seminar. Yeah. That's awesome. Thank you. Yeah. So I, I can't believe it. I'm looking at the clock and the half hour mm -hmm. is already up. Uh, I know we, we probably could do three of these sessions uh, back to back. So we'll definitely have to, to peg uh, another one on here. Thank you again, Frank, uh, for being a guest. Thank you, Tim, for lending your expertise here. Thank all of you for attending. If you do have additional questions on this topic, please send them in to me or our, our events team. And we'll make sure that we get those uh, to, to Frank and Tim to address them as well, or our team to answer uh, don't forget to check out those C2P Central resources. Uh, you can always book uh, mentor calls on these topics with Frank uh, or myself. Go on to Mentor Connect there. Uh, and then a teaser for next week when we're going to be talking about advisor career path and succession planning. I'll look at my notes so I don't get the name wrong here. With our special guest, David Grau Jr. from Succession Resource Group. Uh, so that's definitely going to be a nice one, a hot topic, especially coming off uh, our new career path and compensation training a couple weeks ago uh, that Jason, Jennifer Mackert, uh, and Rob Lasivita from JL Smith hosted. So going to be another great one next week. Uh, but in the meantime, thank you all again and enjoy the rest of your week. Interested in learning more about the topics discussed today? We want to know more about your challenges and priorities and how we can help build your custom roadmap to success. That's right, a custom roadmap built just for you. Schedule a free 20-minute consultation with one of our business development partners. Visit c2pe.info forward slash podcast to schedule a time that's good for you. That's c2pe.info forward slash podcast.